Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, welcome to Your Chakra Coach. Thanks for being here. I hope you're well. Today's topic has been on my mind for a couple of months now as I find myself struggling to do the things I want to do or or get done. Does that ever happen to you? You really want to do something, but you can't find the motivation or you do things that seem to be in exact opposition to what you're trying to do. It's self-sabotage, the totally normal human habit of undermining yourself in things that are in your own best interest. Now, just because it's normal and literally everyone does it, that doesn't mean that we like it or that we want to just give up. So I set out to discover in myself and from a chakra, yoga, karmic point of view exactly why I was doing that and how I could stop. And today, I want to share with you the results of that journey and how you can use this philosophy as well if you find yourself doing something that seems to be against the thing you think you want. For starters, the most common thing people say in this situation is to have a strong why. And I'm all for that. I journal about my why all the time for clarity, for direction, to understand myself. We have to know why we want to do something, especially if the steps to doing it are challenging or out of our comfort zone. Because if we don't have a strong why, there's really no point. So why is really important. But what I found was that it just wasn't quite enough because the why was so intangible or something. It was this idea of the future that was great, but in the moment, it wasn't strong enough to propel me through the immediate moment of self-sabotage. And the issue with self-sabotage is that it takes you backward, away from what you're trying to do. And a lot of times, we don't even know why we're sabotaging ourselves, even as we think about why we don't want to. I think it's so sneaky. There are a couple reasons why we might engage in self-sabotage. The first is pretty obvious if we think about it, and that's protecting ourselves. Stopping yourself from working toward or reaching a goal will keep you from having to be uncomfortable. It protects you from failure because if you don't try, you can't fail. And then we can avoid those terrible feelings of not accomplishing our goals. But the feelings we have to have to self-sabotage are terrible as well, of feeling like we're not enough, that we don't deserve success or happiness or fulfillment or that we need to stay in a relationship or job or situation that isn't good for us. We could also fear the actual success itself. Like, who do we have to be to reach our goals? What will our family and friends think? Will people still like us if we change into that person and get those things we want? If we're afraid of the change, then we'll sabotage ourselves to avoid having to find out if the new person we become is still lovable. Spoiler, she is. But that doesn't help our subconscious, the part of us that just wants to keep things the same because the status quo has kept us safe up to this point. 
One time that we might sabotage ourselves that really bears looking at is when we keep going with something, even though we realize it isn't aligned with our values. Yes, yes, I know. I'm talking about values again. Have you ever realized that you were on the wrong path and you really felt like you were in a job or a relationship, but you just kept going because you felt like you'd already invested so much time and energy into it that you just had to stay? That's a form of self-sabotage as well, even if you end up accomplishing the goal. So be on the lookout for that as well. It takes some self-reflection, which is challenging sometimes, all the time, (laughs) but by really understanding what we're doing and why we're doing it, where our energetic imbalances are, we have a much better chance of living a life we love rather than one that's been handed to us or that we're just settling for. In the yogic philosophy I learned, there are three types of self-sabotage that relate to three chakras. If we can identify which type we're engaging in, it's easier to see where the imbalance is and then easier to rebalance and stop holding ourselves back. The first type of self-sabotage is in the solar plexus chakra, which I don't think is surprising to a lot of us because that's the chakra of action, the right to act on your own behalf toward your highest good. It's called karma mala because the concept of karma is that a person's actions create their experience. And when we're imbalanced in the solar plexus chakra, our actions don't always match our desires. Say that you really dislike your job and you'd like to find another, but every time you sit down to search uh, for a job or update your resume, you immediately find a thousand other things to do. Or you feel overwhelmed by the whole thing, disorganized, like it's just too much. So you procrastinate. You do something else. Something that's important, maybe, so you can totally justify doing it, but you don't take the actions that will support your desire to find a new job. And then the cycle continues. You feel disconnected, frozen, stuck, unable to do anything at all, and you continue working in the same job that's making you miserable. This is an example of self-sabotage in the solar plexus chakra. And I think it sounds familiar to just about everyone. Pretty classic. I don't know that we always call it self-sabotage, though. We call it being unmotivated or too busy or too tired. And it isn't that those feelings aren't valid. But if we don't recognize that it's a way of keeping ourselves small, it can be tough to solve the issue if that's what we're looking to do. Because if we call it being too busy or even unmotivated, we're looking for a solution outside of ourselves, for our lives to settle down, which they never do, or for something to spur us to change. My suggestion this week is that we look to balancing the solar plexus chakra to see if we can't change our insides first, let the change in us lead to the external change. There are a few ways that you can balance the solar plexus chakra. We've talked about dozens of them on this show, but I want to talk specifically about how to balance, how to correct for self-sabotage. Otherwise, we'll just use the others as something to do instead of the thing we need to be doing. You'll sit down to update your resume and then think, oh, no, 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 Sarah said I better meditate, and off you'll go to do that instead. So, first suggestion, take one tiny 
manageable action. The smallest thing that you can do to move you towards your goal. If it's a new job, maybe you can just open up your resume and be sure it has your correct contact information and current job. Do one search on a job board. You don't have to apply. You just have to do the search. Anything that will start to energetically let your solar plexus chakra know that now we're taking action. We're not putting it off anymore. If you can, set a timer for five minutes and do something related to your desire, whatever it is. If I learned anything in my years in fitness and wellness, it's that action creates motivation, not the other way around. We think we need to be motivated to move forward, but really taking even the smallest step will motivate us to take the next step. So do something. That's your first step in counteracting this type of self-sabotage. The second is to find an accountability partner, a real one, not someone who will let you continue to make excuses. I have some great friends who want to motivate me, but they also don't want me to feel bad if I don't do what I said I would do. So they don't hold me accountable. They're not the partner I need in this situation. Find someone who won't support your excuses. Honestly, it's not always a great job for a partner or a friend. This is, this is why people hire coaches for their lives, right? Because a third party isn't worried if they make you uncomfortable. That's their job. If you have someone in your life you trust to keep you on track who will say, uh, this week you said you would do X, Y, Z and you didn't. Let's talk about why and if you're telling yourself the truth about it. If you don't want to have that conversation with them, you'll do the thing to avoid the discomfort of it. This is why public announcements of a desire can sometimes be helpful. I definitely don't always recommend this, but say you announce that you want to run a 5K or something, and then all your friends and family keep asking you about your training, it'll be really awkward to tell them that you haven't been doing it. So I said karma mala seems obvious, but maybe that's only to me since I struggled with that type of imbalance for years. I'm very familiar with it. However, I've done a lot of work in my solar plexus chakra and rarely get caught up in karma mala anymore. Not never by any means, but a lot less. I also found that balancing this chakra helped relieve a lot of my anxiety because it gives a sense of control. And I learned that action can feel good, even if it feels scary at the same time. So yes, this one feels pretty straightforward to me right now, but if it doesn't for you, all that means is maybe you have some work to do in this chakra. The second type of chakric yogic self-sabotage is called avanamala, and it is a heart chakra imbalance. The heart chakra, as you may know, is the seat of our right to love and be loved. This doesn't mean in a romantic way all the time. It can be self-love and our overall connection to humanity. And it's when we lose the last two that we can start to show signs of self-sabotage in the heart chakra. A self-sabotaging heart chakra block looks like pulling away. It's a contraction of energy. It's the tendency to isolate yourself, believing that everything has to be done alone. This is really apparent when we're trying to reach goals or get something done or start a new habit. Whatever it is, we don't do it because we don't have support. This could be an accountability partner, like in Karma Mala, 
But it can also look like avoiding your social supports, family and friends who want to uplift you and help you along in a less formal way. It can be setting goals or having ideas and never sharing them, holding that energy within instead of allowing it to flow in and out of your heart. The heart chakra is the place of balance between your inner world and your outer world energetically. And when it's blocked or you don't allow that outward flow, you restrict inward flow as well. And just because of the way we're wired as humans, how we evolved as such social creatures, without that connection, our energy just withers. And with it, our dreams and ideas die. We can start to feel sorry for ourselves or start to think that everything comes so easily to others and not to us. It becomes a downward spiral where we don't love ourselves. And so we think we're unlovable. So we don't love ourselves, which just proves that we are unlovable and so on. And it really starts to feel true. So we don't do the things that a person who loves themselves does. And this becomes our heart's truth which is something we talk about all the time, the heart's truth. But when we're imbalanced here, the truth as our heart sees it isn't the objective truth because it isn't the truth. I mean, that's so circular, but do you see what I mean about the downward spiral? We start to act against ourselves because we believe ourselves not worthy of love and connection and expansion. And we don't trust ourselves and we don't trust others. And our heart feels heavy and sad. This is Avanamala and it's so hard to overcome because the solution is to be vulnerable. The way to heal our hearts is to open them. But our self-sabotage self is convinced that if we do, we'll be hurt and we won't be able to handle that that our already broken heart can't be repaired, and we should cut our losses and just live this way. Instead, the yogic tradition suggests that we take that risk, that we open up knowing that hurt may come and accepting that, but knowing that the risk of not connecting is far worse than the risk of connecting. If you experience Avanamala, this contraction of the heart chakra that leads you to sabotage yourself in so many sneaky ways, the important thing to do is reach out. Ask for help. And I'll just be really honest with you. This is the mala that I'm struggling with right now. I have all these projects, all these dreams, and I get convinced that I have to do it alone, that I can't show weakness or frustration. As, as women, I think we often feel that we have to be really strong and take on everyone's burdens as well as our own. And I know sometimes we don't mind. We want to help. We want to be there for our family and our friends. So sharing in another person's pain or difficulties isn't a problem. Now, I want you to remember how you feel about helping and supporting those people when I say this next thing. They want to support you too. They feel the same way you do. They want you to ask for help. They want you to share and be vulnerable. They want to see the real you, the messy, beautiful human that is you. And I know this because I know you 
want to see that version of the people you love too. <laughs> it's so it's so funny how we forget this. I forget it all the time. So if this is you, just let it sink in. And if you find yourself resisting the idea, try breathing into your heart chakra just to give it a little boost as it tries to open up again. It knows the real truth, and that is that we are all connected and want to be connected. And it's just all these stories that cover it up. And yes, there are going to be things your friends and family can't help you with, but almost always there is someone who can, even if there's a cost involved. I know that doesn't feel like genuine connection, but it is a form of asking for help, acknowledging that you can't go it alone. Obviously, we have to be judicious and mindful about how we spend our money, but if we're thoughtful, we can stop sabotaging ourselves by getting involved with groups. I mean, some are even free, like on Facebook or Instagram, groups or organizations or coaches or, or, or religious organizations or whatever. Start the process of opening your heart and you'll be amazed at how the universe responds in kind. The last Maya I want to share is called Maya Mala, and it is an imbalance of the third eye chakra. This one I think is really common, especially these days. Since the third eye is all about seeing and intuition, this form of self-sabotage tends to show up as comparison. Comparison to what we see, and wow, this is a big thing. Our brains are set up really well for comparison and pattern finding. It's a time saver. It helps keep us safe. It helps us fit in with the group. Originally, this was a really useful skill, and it still can be. But as with any imbalance, these traits get taken to an extreme and negatively impact our lives. We, we can compare in two general ways, up and down. When we compare up, that's like looking at celebrities or people who we think have it all and thinking that we'll never have what they have and getting jealous or angry or depressed about it. It creates feelings of inferiority or shoulds. I should look that way. I should do those things. A good person, mother, daughter, friend, etc., does those things. Why don't I? And while it seems like this could be motivating, encouraging us to, you know, up our game, a lot of times it just causes paralysis. We don't do anything because it feels like we'll never get there. I'll give you a kind of silly example from my life, but it really shaped me. As a kid, <laughs> I had zero athletic talent or ability, just absolutely zero. I didn't come from a sports home. It wasn't important. No one cared. But when I got to school, I found out just how not athletic I was. And here's the thing. I tried, but I just couldn't compare. So I quit trying. No one told me I could do sports or athletic or move my bodies just for fun. It was about winning. And I was never going to be a winner. So I quit. I looked for ways to never ever have to participate. I opted out whenever possible. I sabotaged myself so I wouldn't have to face that comparison. And I really missed out, not on sports necessarily, but on the joy of movement. It took me until I was an adult to discover that when I finally realized that I didn't have to compare myself to anyone to enjoy movement. 
Again, I know that's a little silly, but I bet that you can identify ways in your life that you do this. You give up on something you enjoy because you aren't the best or you feel you can't measure up. I see this in art and creativity. People give up writing poems, dancing, singing, making art because they're not good at it. Because this imbalance in the third eye conditions them to see themselves as inferior. Conversely, you can compare downward, which means we look at people who we think don't meet our standards and we start to feel superior. A lot of problems in society happen because we look at others and think, my life might be bad, but at least it's not as bad as that. Or we think, why can't they just do this thing I do and stop complaining? It drives wedges between us that don't need to be there for the same reason upward comparison does. Not everything has to be a competition. We don't always have to have winners and losers. But our society is really organized around being better than other people. Promotions at work, having more, doing more, being more. And what happens is that we sabotage our own joy, our own happiness. We stop doing things we love or do things we don't want to do to get ahead. We make ourselves miserable to get a promotion because we think that's the thing that will make us happy. We spend our precious time on judging ourselves and others instead of listening to our intuitive self that only wants to guide us towards our ourselves. <laughs> we're so disconnected from our authenticity when we're imbalanced here. I mean, how can we be authentic if we're in a constant state of comparison? If this sounds familiar or it hits hard and you're tired of sabotaging your own joy and self-love, it's probably time to address this third eye chakra imbalance. Get back in touch with your intuition through meditation. Walk in nature. We don't judge trees for not being other kinds of trees. We find unique beauty in each of them on their own without comparison. But when it comes to us, we can't stop comparing. Nature can help you feel grounded and appreciative. Notice when you're judging others and actively choose to show compassion instead. Do the values work that I'm always talking about. When you know what's important to you, when you know what you truly value, it's easier to detach from comparison because you know that what you're doing is in support of what matters to you, not what matters to society. If social media triggers you, disconnect for a while. Finding balance in the third eye chakra and letting go of my Yamala will put you on the path to acting on your own behalf and take you away from self-sabotage. This has been kind of a long one today, but like I said, it's something I've really been working on for several months and I wanted to share it with you. Hopefully it was helpful and we can all start doing better for ourselves. It's hard enough to live in this world. We don't need to make it harder on ourselves. Let's step away from self-sabotage and into a little more self-love, shall we? If you want to talk more, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Your Chakra Coach or at my website, www.yourchakracoach.com. And want to ask for today, if you think about it, would you share this podcast with a friend or maybe on, on your social media? It really helps to get the word out about the show. And I, I truly believe that the more people who find self-love find their authentic self, 
the better the world will be. And I just want to help out in any way I can. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Bye.